Welcome to Golden Gems with Dave Shaw and Bill Hansen. We review each week the career and personal life of one of the great unforgettable artists of the golden days of radio. So please join us on a trip down memory lane as we take a look at today's artist. Then go to our website, www.goldengems.net, where we also look at more of their career and play some of their most unforgettable great hits, which we are unable to share on the podcast. We invite you to join us there also. But for now, sit back and relax as we talk about the life of today's unforgettable artist of the golden days of radio. Welcome to Golden Gems. Dave and Bill here with another episode featuring one of the great entertainers of the golden days of radio, Martin Denny, who had a very unique approach to his music. Martin Denny was born on April 10, 1911, and passed away March 2, 2005. He was an American pianist, composer, best known as the father of Exotica. In a long career that saw him performing well into the 1980s, he toured the world popularizing his brand of lounge music, which included exotic percussion, imaginative rearrangements of popular songs, and original songs that celebrated the tiki culture. Denny was born in New York City and raised in Los Angeles. He studied classical piano and toured South America for four and a half years in the 1930s with the Don Dean Orchestra. This tour began Denny's fascination with Latin rhythms. Denny collected a large number of ethnic instruments from all over the world, which he used to spice up his stage performances. After serving in the United States Army Air Force in World War II, Denny returned to Los Angeles in 1945, where he studied piano and composition and orchestration under Arthur Lang at the Los Angeles Conservatory of Music. He later studied at the University of Southern California. In January 1954, Don the Beachcomber brought Denny to Honolulu for a two-week engagement. He stayed to form his own combo in 1955, performing under contract at the Shell Bar in the Hawaiian village on Oahu, and soon signed to Liberty Records. The original combo consisted of Augie Colon on percussion and bird calls, Arthur Lyman on vibes, John Kramer on string bass, and Denny on the piano. Lyman soon left to form his own group and future Herb Alpert sideman and Baja Marimba band founder Julius Wechter replaced him. Harvey Ragsdale later replaced Kramer. I wonder if he'd hire me as a bird caller. <laughs> Probably not. <laughs> you, you could try. <laughs> it would be trying. He said we traveled a lot on the mainland, but we came back every 12 weeks because the guys had their families here in Hawaii, recalled Denny. In 1955, the musician met his future wife, June, and married her the following year. His daughter, Christina, was born a few years later. I love the lifestyle my career was, was built here, said Denny. Denny described the music his combo played as window dressing, a background. He built a collection of strange and exotic instruments with the help of several airline friends. 
They would bring Denny back these instruments and he would build arrangements around them. His music was a combination of ethnic styles, South Pacific, the Orient, and Latin rhythms. Be interesting to find out what those instruments were. <laughs> I don't know. During an engagement at the Shell Bar, Denny discovered what would become his trademark and the birth of Exotica. The bar had a very exotic setting, a little pool of water right outside the bandstand, rocks and palm trees growing around, very quiet and relaxed. As the group played at night, Denny became aware of bullfrogs croaking. The croaking blended with the music, and when the band stopped, so did the frogs. He thought it was a coincidence at first. But when he tried the tune again later, the same thing happened. This time, his bandmates began doing all sorts of tropical bird calls as a gag. The band thought it nothing more than a joke. The next day, someone approached Denny and asked if he would do the arrangement with the birds and frogs. He agreed. At rehearsal, he had the band do Quiet Village, with each doing a bird call spaced apart. No wonder it became such a big hit, I guess. I don't know. Denny did the frog part on a groove cylinder, and the whole thing became incorporated into the arrangement of Quiet Village. It sold more than one million copies and was awarded a gold disc. I still think he should have used the frogs. The album jacket was an influential factor guiding the fantasy of Denny's music. Denny's first dozen albums featured model Sandy Warner on the cover. Art designers always changed her looks to fit the mood of the package. For instance, we called one album with an African sound, Aphrodisia, and Sandy dyed her hair blonde for the photo session. She's seen against a background of colorful African masks. When we did Hypnotique, which is surrealistic, she had dark hair. For Primitiva, she was photographed standing waist-deep in water. With or without the frogs. <laughs> oh. <laughs> the Exotica album was recorded in December of 1956 and released in 1957. In 58, Dick Clark hosted Denny on American Bandstand. Quiet Village reached number two on the Billboard charts in 1959, with the Exotica album reaching number one. He rode the charts of Cashbox and Variety also. Denny had as many as three or four albums on the charts simultaneously during his career. He had national hits with A Taste of Honey, The Enchanted Sea, and Ebb Tide. Denny died in Honolulu on March 2, 2005, at the age of 93. Following a private memorial service, his ashes were scattered at sea. A little about his legacy, his combo spawned two successful offshoots, Julius Wechter of Tijuana Brass and Baja Marimba band fame, and Exotica Vibist, Arthur Lyman. Denny's Firecracker is well known in Japan as the number which inspired Harumo Hasono to establish Yellow Magic Orchestra. A cover of the song appears on the band's eponymous debut album and was released as a single to promote it. Charting at number 60 on the Billboard Hot 100 and number 18 on the Billboard R&B singles chart. Former Psychic TV member Fred Gianelli 
released an album in 1991 entitled Fred. The second track on that album is Mr. Denny, an instrumental tribute to Martin Denny that features excerpts of an interview with him. Denny's recordings are prominently featured in the 1999 film Breakfast of Champions, based on the Kirk Vonnegut novel. This is primarily because the car dealership featured in the film is having a Hawaiian-based promotion. Denny's music is a recurring theme in the Sandman Slim series of fantasy novels by Richard Cadry, whereas music is always playing on the jukebox in the Bamboo House of Dolls, L.A.'s only punk tiki bar. Well, just a little about his family and some of the trivia associated with him. He married his wife, June, in 1956. They were married until his death on 2nd of March, 2005, and they had one child. Denny's unmistakable trademark will always be bird calls, initially courtesy of percussionist August Colon, one of the icons of lounge music. His many albums on Liberty Records, bestsellers in their day, and collector's item now, include Exotica, Quiet Village, The Enchanted Sea, Primitiva, Martin Denny in Person, Exotic Sounds of the Silver Screen, Exotic Sounds Visit Broadway, with liner notes by Walter Winchell, Latin Village, The Versatile Martin Denny, A Taste of Honey, Exotica Today, and Exotica Moog. Director John Sturgis was a big fan of Denny's music. While filming some of the background scenes in Burma for the Frank Sinatra movie Never So Few in 1959, Sturgis and the crew climbed to the top of the mountain where they found a Buddhist temple. Although neither party spoke the other's language, Sturgis managed to buy a slew of percussion instruments which he gave to Denny as a gift. Sturgis also wrote the original liner notes to the Quiet Village album. Well, that's a visit with a unique entertainer and performer, Denny Martin. Martin Denny. (laughs) Oh, I've listened to too many birds. (laughs) Anyway, it's been great having you with us today, Dave and Bill, as, as we've reviewed the life and music of Martin Denny, one of the great entertainers of the golden days of radio. Thanks for being with us today. We hope you're having as much enjoyment as we are reliving some of the unforgettable memories from the golden days of radio. To learn more about the career of today's artist and listen to several of their greatest hits, we invite you to go to our website, www.goldengems.net. May we also encourage you to tell your friends about the show. We would love to have them join us in these little trips down memory lane. And as always, we invite your feedback or comments on goldengemsradio at gmail.com. So until next episode, this is Dave and Bill heading back into the archives to dust off some more unforgettable memories to share with you on Golden Gems.